Hey, it's JP Nurban. You're listening to Culture Builders number 142, Strategies for Smartphones. So in last episode, I discussed a little bit about um, Digital Minimalism uh, by Cal Newport. It's a great book. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, but it's been really interesting uh, because you're, I'm not only learning about the negative impact of smartphones on my own life, but on the lives of young people, of athletes. Now, there's some studies that have shown that young people in the I generation are consuming, on average, nine hours of media a day. Nine hours. Now, I could talk a little bit about how I plan to approach smartphones with my kids, but that's a whole different topic. Uh, the challenge is for us as coaches is how can we be a positive influence in the lives of young people and not let smartphones negatively impact our team's culture? I think few teams and coaches are addressing it. And we have an opportunity to separate ourselves if we do. There's a lot of negative effects from smartphones on our team cultures currently. Just to name a few. First one I think of is team meals. You have a team meal. Kids are constantly pulling out their phones. Um, second is team bus trips. That was some of the best times of my life as an athlete was those bus trips. There was so much fun, interaction, and now uh, the smartphone is really, really taken away from the kids interacting on the bus trips. Um, negative sleep patterns is, is another one. Uh, kids are staying up later and they're not sleeping as well because they're up late on their phones, um, and the, the cell phones also are creating large amounts of anxiety and depression. Um, that has skyrocketed. Uh, anxiety and depression skyrocketed in the eye generation people. And so um, it's impacting their sleep. It's impacting their emotional well-being. It's hurting our team's culture due to lack of interpersonal connection, right? I think it, whether it's resolving conflict or just affirming each other, I think we're often doing this more just through our phone um, instead of actually doing it in person. Uh, the comparison trap is now easier for athletes to compare themselves to other teams and other players through social media. Um, and, and people are obviously uh, often blasting certain teams when they're losing on social media as well. They have to deal with that. Um, texting about problems. I think this is a real big challenge, especially for some old school coaches and even new school, uh, newer coaches, is that athletes are not coming to the coach to address challenges with their coach face-to-face, -face, but instead they just want to talk about it uh, behind their phone. So you got all these challenges and there's some real negative effects from these challenges, right? I mean, and the, list go, the list can go on. So here's a few simple solutions that I've seen very, very effective at some other teams. Uh, first, simply just a no phone policy on bus trips, team meals, team meetings, and even just times where the team is hanging out. Uh, this is a real positive move. Right now, if a lot of times you get kids concerned that parents texting or calling or they're going to miss out on something, um, just have them text those people that they'll be unavailable. If they need to reach you, they can contact you, the coach, and, and give them your number um, if something comes up. Another thing is the negative sleep. Uh, make a team commitment uh, to be off social media by a certain time, especially the night before a game, and they have to hold each other to, accountable to that. Uh, if they see people on Snapchat or Instagram or Twitter, or all that stuff uh, afterwards, that they should be holding each other. Uh, consider working with the parents or having the athletes work with their roommate in college or the person they're rooming with in the hotel if you're traveling for a game uh, to make pledges to each other 
uh, to like essentially uh, hold each other accountable to leaving their phone on the charger away from their bed or in another room or downstairs in the house. Uh, the third suggestion I have is to use the phone to encourage positive interactions, right? So discuss with the team how they can use it to stay in touch and be supportive of each other and the team's mission. Like set up a group text where everyone celebrates one teammate after practice. Um, they have put in some different procedures where people share things to social media on their accounts, talking about the positive experiences they're having as a team and, and publicly celebrating uh, each other and their efforts and, and, and the way that they are handling themselves. Um, the last suggestion I have is to discuss and set some team standards about conflict management in regards to the phone. Right. And this can and often needs to be done with the parents, even at the collegiate level, um, that using text or email is really you're using it. You're supposed to be using it to set up a meeting, not to actually resolve the conflict. There needs to be done through a phone call or most, if possible, uh, in person. Now, either way, the smartphone is presenting a lot of new challenges, and I think we need to, as coaches, find ways to address those challenges because they're presenting a lot of problems in our culture, um, though it can be often used for good as well. So if you have any other ideas worth sharing uh, that you found, I'm always trying to gather more and share those with other coaches out there. So please email me uh, with your ideas and things that you found that have worked. Uh, email me at jpnurban at thriveonchallenge.com. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening in. Um, Have a good one.